0: Danite Radio Welcome to the Counter-Evolution
1: accidentally
2: put your foot on it you oh, it's had that problem. scary <laughs> that's what i'm getting at dude no you, you ready to foot on it the whole time like a man
0: no the you know. the scariest one is if you uh like those ones with the weird skinny parts right above the wheels you touch <laughs> the wheel and you're all over yeah dude talking about longboarding this morning folks welcome back to another episode of danite radio and radio
1: the Trumpster got some ricin sent to him, dude.
0: Oh, I saw. Oh, wait. I'm Shadow. I'm Jace. I'm Rock Dog.
2: Let's talk about the The rice.
1: Trumpster got some ricin sent to him, dude.
2: <laughs> Apparently Good. it's from Canada. Oh, yeah. Is what the early reports are saying. It means he's doing dude. his job
0: properly.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm nervous, dude. I'm. Even if he wins, dude, who knows what's going to happen. And if oh. he loses, then we're really...
0: Dude, if he wins, he's got six months left in office. And
1: you think? You think it's going to be like that?
0: Oh, yeah, dude.
1: Are you threatening the President of the United States?
0: No, I'm just calling calling what I'm seeing, man. Calling it like you see it, They though. hate him. They hate him. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Also, I uh, started this biography of Theodore Roosevelt at Noah's house.
1: Old Teddy Rose, huh?
0: real unpopular opinion he reminds me of Trump man
1: the Trumpster a lot
0: like mm. they're super similar that's odd they, well they both came from money so they both just do whatever they want in office and, right. and it that people like that handle it very similarly sure also they both had really small hands
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part <laughs>
1: I don't I think that we disproved that didn't we? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just think that's...
1: Trump put his hands up like, look, they're not that small.
0: I think that's the funniest complaint against the president ever. (laughs) Look how small his hands are!
1: Dude, I think my favorite presidential insult was... I think Thomas Jefferson said it about one of his opponents. He has neither the um, hardness of a man nor the softness of a woman. (laughs)
2: that's beautiful yeah dope dude
1: (laughs) what a king man oh yeah what a king well right on we uh um I guess we kinda have to broach it but we live in a free country where we're building a billion dollar prison west of the airport in Salt Lake City (laughs) so dope dude it's huge
0: Dude. They say there's not more
1: beds, but it is way bigger complex. Than, it's huge. Yeah.
0: That makes it, I, it almost makes it worse that there's not more beds. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, oh, well then what are we making all this crap for these prisoners for? Yeah, dude. It's so they That's have more crazy. opportunities to exploit them as workers. We spend too much money on the prison late system later. industrial
1: complex to be a free country for sure. Sure, we feed our prisoners, but when we're throwing guys in prison for... 10 years for selling weed that's crazy that is crazy not even
2: selling just possession that's when it gets ridiculous
1: it's like over a pound is possession with intent to distribute distribute and, well, and you if, you like it, if you have it just you have it
2: baggied and in individual things at all yeah it's like if you separated it out that's with intent to sell as well
0: That's crazy,
2: dude. Dude, you could have freaking seven bags and be like, oh, no,
0: this is my Tuesday weed, bro, and (laughs) possession with the intent to sell You got it in, like, the little pill boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, dude,
1: it's crazy. So, speaking of freedom-loving nations, I recently was reading the Bible and became pro-choice. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Triggered, triggered. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, you're wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's hear it. All right, I'm excited. I for guess this. I should have pulled this up before I.
1: Oh, no, take your time. Our while. listeners are here yeah, for this. Hey, you guys want to hear me? Oh, Prager, you stop ringing my bell. Um, let's see. You know, to be fair, reason. while you're looking
0: this up, our listeners might yeah. actually be continuing to listen as. Their ire grows and they just get more and more angry.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have something else to tell you before I leave afterwards. It's of a, it's of a personal note, dude. Tell
0: our listeners, bro. Nah,
1: nah. They don't need to know. Crudge. Come on, hurry. Think of something to talk about while I look this up. Oh,
0: I just, I thought it wasn't gonna be that long. While you looked it up, okay. You so knew we were doing a job out of the prison.
2: No, but sure, dude.
0: Gets me so worked up, bro. Why? It's so irritating. It's just this giant freaking bureaucracy, dude. Oh yeah, they're out there freaking. You know, yeah, it's all like, over each other. Oh, this is the most important job in this state. It's like, no, it's not. This job is stupid, and it's a freaking mess, dude. Every every job out there is wrong. They have. Thirty-five different building contracts out there. Yeah, and they're all built freaking wrong doing opposite placements stuff. are all wrong and oh, it's a freaking
1: nightmare. It's a seven hundred and twenty-eight million dollar
0: project. Project. Wow.
1: Which will the way the way it's going, it will go over budget. There's no way it won't. But
0: They've got to be dead.
2: Well, it sounds ridiculous.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous, dude. Our first day out there, they broke me down for like forty five minutes. I found it. Yes. Just to complain about stuff. And just like to chat with me. Like the supervisors did. Very nice.
2: I'm like,
0: there are a thousand people on this job that you could freaking be talking to. Why are you talking to me? You're
2: you were the one making progress, so Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sniffed yeah. you out. It's irritating. It's dope. All right.
1: Okay. So, um, in Deuteronomy, there is a scripture and it goes like this, this, the son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. You shall put away the evil from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. Does God's word, so that's the, that's the scripture in Deuteronomy. Does God's word encourage parents to bury their diso- dysfunctional and disobedient children under a hail of stones? This passage prompts many questions and concerns from a wide range of people. From believers to atheists, why is this passage in the Bible? To evaluate any biblical passage correctly, We must consider its context both textually and culturally. This section of Deuteronomy contains a number of laws given by God to provide for justice and order in an already existing society rife with both legal and illegal forms of injustice. This society was supposed to become a theocracy, the nation through which God would preserve his word and send the Savior. Many of these laws protect people from overzealous punishment or other abuses by those who were hard-hearted. For instance, unwanted wives were protected from brutality, whole villages were protected from genocidal retaliation, and inheritance rights of females (coughs) and disliked male heirs were guarded. Capital punishment was designated for certain crimes, but multiple witnesses were required for a conviction. In the instance described here, parents were empowered to bring a son who remained a stubborn, rebellious, gluttonous drunkard to the bar of justice, which consists of elders of his city at the gate. There his case would be publicly tried, and if he were found guilty, he would be executed by stoning, the same method of execution used for, their, for, cap, for other capital crimes. The passage goes on to describe a public display of of executed criminals by hanging the body in a tree uh, let's skip ahead please <laughs> <laughs> rude the law actually protected individuals from injustice even legalized injustice let us take note of what abuses this particular passage actually protects people from while providing a way for to rid e- Israel a theocracy from its inception of criminal excesses the law actually protected the individual from injustices even legalized injustice moreover the laws laid out here did not prohibit mercy like ancient Rome Israel had a patriarchal society in such societies the word of the father in the family was law thanks to this law in Deuteronomy a father who was p- displeased with his son whether justly or unjustly could not simply kill him himself the patriarch's power in israel was thus limited previous verses had already made it impossible to disinherit to disinherit an unfavored son and now these verses essentially guaranteed due process of law to protect the rights of the accused son the trial was held in the city of the accused where trustworthiness of the parents and the son's own character were likely to be well known since capital crimes required a testimony of three witnesses for conviction the word of the father would be insufficient so um this is a big struggle with i mean atheists love to bring this up as to why the bible's a prehistoric document that is savage and barbaric and only only the human conscience can truly dictate what's right and wrong which is the stupidest argument i've ever heard
0: also if they spend time reading like the history of the united states they'd be like oh we're still savage and barbaric yeah yeah Yeah, maybe human nature is savage the least savage
1: and barbaric country in the world is still super savage and barbaric so um, so we read in this, you know, the father's word back in ancient Israel and Rome was law. You know, sure. you did what your dad said. And, and so what they do here in Deuteronomy is prevent, um, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be infanticide cause it's not a kid, but. I don't know, son aside, (laughs) it prevents the father from just being able to unilaterally kill his child while at the same time protecting his rights over that child. So the, the fact that the father is the only one that can bring charges to this council and, and try his son for to be killed is, uh, um, protects his rights he still has the power of life and death over his child but it's it's a it's a form of uh checks and balances and it stops the there there's never been a recorded case of a child actually being killed in this situation um i would imagine you know you get the elders of the city who are fairly wise people who see that yeah your kid's a retard but he doesn't deserve to die for it um so it protects the the liberty of the son to live and and i've often thought about this and uh i think that you know in in the country we live in in the the leftist state especially when it comes to the the hand-in-hand workings of ors and and um the education system ors being um Or not ORS DCFS the uh,
0: Department of Child and Family Services.
1: Yeah, Department of Child and Family Services. I had no idea what ORS was. I was like, "What are we talking about?" There's a ORS is the one you pay your child support to. Hmm. There is a a common belief among bureaucrats in this country that the government owns your children. Because the government can't come into your house for any time for any reason at any time, it takes one bureaucrat's poor opinion of you and they can take your child. Which again is an example of why we don't live in a free country.
0: I I want to focus on that really quick before we move on. Saying a bureaucrat or the government can come in for any reason and take your child sounds extreme, and we don't want to accept that as the truth because it sounds wrong. And it doesn't
1: sound like we live in a free country. Yeah, it doesn't sound
0: free when we say it like that. But that is that is absolutely the case. If all, all it takes is one lie and a bureaucracy filled with lies and your child is no longer your child. It doesn't it even a, have to. It is a ward to, of the state.
1: It doesn't even, you don't even have to lie. If you've teased your kid and your kid says that you teased them, they can call it emotional abuse. Bam. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I'm
2: pretty sure the DFS, DF. DCFS. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Hard words. They have an anom- anonymous tip line.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, it,
0: it's very easy to lose a child via state-sanctioned kidnapping. Yeah. So, um, like
1: and, it, and it happens rarely. I will admit that. You know, thank goodness it happens One rarely. One time is too many. Sure. So, um. I've often and 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 I think where it gets real bad is when um, parents want to refuse um, certain procedures for their children you know Uh, children get leukemia for the second time they don't want to watch them go through chemotherapy again they're like you know we're we're, we know what's after this life We're, we're comfortable with letting them just live out the rest of their life and And we'll catch them on the other side, you know. We'll catch them on the flip side. And hospitals lose it. You have to. You can't just let them die. And you have to. um, And it's not even so much letting them die. A lot of times, it's just like, well, your treatment doesn't seem to be helping, or your treatment, your treatment isn't working. And they, and and hospitals call DCFS. Bam, you lose your kid. The hospital decides what happens to your kid. And so I've often thought. I need to start a not-for-profit that defends parental rights in those situations. Um, as you can tell through my through the way that we do our weekly podcast every two weeks, I'm kind of <laughs> a, a slacker and probably won't happen. But uh, I, <laughs> uh, I I also and I've thought. I've 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 thought about this scripture and realized without the power of life and death over our children, uh we don't have parental rights. And um oddly enough, the state has parental has the power of life and death over our children as exhibited in England where a child was recently refused treatment that could have helped him because they felt the doctors felt like he was too far gone the the kid ended up dying and the parents wanted they parents didn't want to force the doctors to do it they wanted to take him to another hospital or even take him to the united states and a judge i believe the story goes he ended up blocking that transfer to the united states the child ended up dying in the original hospital that he um that he he was in and so you know people act like oh if we just turn parents loose on on making decisions for their medical decisions for their children they won't make the right decisions and they'll be they'll they'll, they'll just kill their kids because of religious stuff or whatever but look folks that, it, that swings both ways the hospital just killed a kid that might not have had to die because they felt like he was too far gone they didn't want to waste the resources on this kid
0: so, that so to this then.
1: maybe, maybe the parents should, should, should have the say, you know, maybe it's the parents' choice because my kids belong to me, not to anyone else.
0: Sure. But that does lead us back to the original statement. Why pro-choice?
1: All right. So I, I was getting to that. So when I... I've thought about this scripture. I would even call the the not-for-profit the uh, the Deuteronomy clause or the Deuteronomy defenders something. To which, Some in the end, dirty. you become because because if if you're if you not not-for-profit takes off, you become you get to the point where you can lobby. And yeah, I would sure. be lobbying for. The parents to have the right over
0: parents to have the rights of life, in yeah,
1: in their children. Sure. So I propose to you this, a compromise for all you baby killers out there. That's what I call abortions rights people, baby killers. We, the second we find out we're pregnant, we sign a paper with, I don't know, five, seven, nine elders in our life so the grandparents of the baby um a couple of uncles and those nine people are your council of elders who judge whether your child is worthy to die or not they're the ones that do the the public trial if your child and and you know this day and age I can't imagine parents bringing a drunkard before the council to have them killed, but what if your kid turns out to be Ted Bundy, bro? What if your kid turns out to be Jihadi John? Have you heard the story of Jihadi John in Britain? So Jihadi John's the 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 ISIS guy who would go on camera. He'd had he has this thick British or not thick British accent, beautiful British accent that he would talk about the injustices of America and then cut off the heads of.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
1: Of the. Americans and that they have like in prison. live streaming them on YouTube yeah. and stuff. Well, that guy was British. And he had a family in Britain who was like, that's not our son anymore. You know? Why can't that guy's parents push to have that man killed? Sure. You know? Why can't that guy's dad kill that guy? I brought him into the world. I failed. It's my job to take that piece of crap out. If my kids did that, I'd have a hard time not going extra legal and killing them. Because that is a scumbag, and I didn't raise that scumbag. I don't know where that came from, but he deserves to die, and I should be the one to do it. Interesting. So why can't I present that child to a council of his elders and have him killed?
0: And I, but, I think that system lends itself to the 1% of abortions that are happening in this country as it stands because there always is – That that's the biggest argument for – pro-choices I've seen is they're like, well, we need it for medical reasons. People need medical abortions in case the abortion will, or in case the baby will not survive or, or will harm the, harm the mother, all this, this, that, and the other. And I think it lends itself to that where, oh yes, there's a system in place where if we need that, it can happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think that there would have to be unanimity in the Council of Elders. And let's say you're the one grandparent who you the granddaughter gets raped and you're the one grandparent who um says no i don't want this baby killed you're the one grandparent who is going to see that you have responsibility over that grandchild at that point maybe you're the one that adopts that grandchild at that point um maybe uh and, and and it's horrible that a rape victim would have to carry the term, a baby. But at the same time, the baby didn't rape anybody, man. And who's to say? You know, you could wisely choose your elders, and maybe they would... You'd pick people, you'd pick the grandparents that you know would agree that that baby should be aborted.
2: So I've got two things real quick. Yeah. Um, I did a research project in high school. We were supposed to debate abortion. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, One of the articles I found was uh, they interviewed a bunch of people that had been raped and either carried the baby or aborted it. The ones that aborted it had like 75 times the regret and guilt about it versus the ones that kept it. It wasn't quite as bad as people would think keeping a baby that was caused by rape. So that's a really weird thing if you want to look more into that. And then uh, going back a little bit, my same argument that I'd use for this idea is what I have against capital punishment just as a whole. There's plenty of times where the evidence says that it's the person, but it in fact is not. So somebody gets killed unjustly. And I think one person being killed unjustly or prosecuted for one crime they didn't commit is too many. particularly one person being killed unjustly by
0: the state
1: yeah so um as far as that goes i agree there needs to be reform in uh, uh the death penalty um even the bible says you have to have three witnesses before you can put somebody to death i don't think there's any such thing in our system no um I agree. I think that there should at least be three witnesses or three, oh, three um, super consistent witnesses, and eh, or DNA. I
2: think with hard DNA. Yeah, I sure. think
1: with hard DNA evidence, you should be able to put someone to death. But I think if you do away with the death penalty completely, and we're getting into it, something else here, but yeah, I wasn't. You, I was trying to change. If you sorry. do something if you if you do away with the death penalty completely it cheapens the life of the people who are it says your life isn't worth killing this man over yeah which which i i, I struggle with so but back to the abortion thing so this is a freedom this this takes the state out of it completely you have a council of nine elders in 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 The majority of good families no one will ever be killed through this council um i think that except in extreme cases uh you know ted bundy jihadi john um uh you know people and 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 there's a lot of times when when especially in the case of a serial killer where the mom's so messed up that she probably still wouldn't push to have Ted Bundy killed after what he did, you know, which is why we would still have the criminal system, obviously. But this gives you ultimate power over your children. No one can ever take your rights away if you have the power of life and death over your child, which is why I've struggled with how can we justify keeping abortion illegal when when this when this this is how the bible kept parental rights safe by giving the parent the power over life and death over their child so all we'd need this the 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 government wouldn't have to be in it at all they could just be you know they follow the 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 ruling of the council of nine elders uh the only this is the only thing that would keep abortions legal, safe, and rare. And, um, I honestly think it would lead, uh, uh, no, I know for a fact it would drop the abortion rate in this country by 90%, you know? And plus it takes the weight off the society for the sins of the, of the individual, of, of abortion. It, it if 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 abortions are sanctioned by the government if the government's involved in any way which it is through planned parenthood we pay for planned parenthood if, the, if then
0: the the sin of abortion rests on yeah
1: the people oh for sure you d- you think government. what's going on right now it doesn't have to do with the 100,000 black babies we we kill in this country every month or every year because of through abortion you think we're not heading for a, a civil war-esque punishment from god because of that and and it's not a punishment it's just god saying all right well if you're not gonna do it my way well uh i'll just back out and let you guys do what humans do and punish each other and so this takes the weight of the abortion off the society and puts it on the nine elders and the and the person bearing the child and it secures parental rights it gives the baby a shot at a trial you know it gives the baby some sort of lifeline that um they don't have right now the mother can just decide that this life isn't worth having and she can kill it there's no further thing well my body my choice there's a baby's body in there too that's what people don't understand what about the baby's right to life what about the baby but if, if, a, if, a, if an unborn baby is treated like any other kid in that they have this council of nine, that if I misbehave poorly enough, my parents can take my trial to the council of nine and try and have me killed. And I don't know why nine is the number I always just present nine. But, and what if, and, and I'm sure there are going to be crazy parents out there who their kid's going to be on trial once a month for something that they've done, but you know, that such is life, you know, people, people are born with different parents. I mean, that's the way it goes.
0: And that, but, that lends itself to the idea of, oh, you're preventing some parental abuses because the parents feel like, oh, they're receiving justice. And then they have nine people who are rational in their life being like, we need to calm down on this one. We're not killing your son.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what that article states that they it was a patriarchal society the dad could just kill you and and it's still like that in in a lot of the Middle East they still have uh, revenge killings for daughters who you know sleep with non-muslims or or leave the Muslim faith they they murder them you know they still do this in other countries because there's not a council of nine that could prevent it that that, that, sh- that still give the child its rights while maintaining the parental rights of the
0: that's an interesting concept
1: of the Muslim family. So hey, let's uh, present this to abortion advocates. You're right. Let's legalize abortion. There should be a council of nine elders who get to advocate for or not advocate but judge while the the parents present their case to these people.
0: You're gonna run into the same problem you run into with any anti-abortion rhetoric though. Hey, it's my body. <clears throat> Particularly the idea that other women's bodies are not, not our battleground. It's not a sure. place to. Yeah,
1: it's not the. Many. It's I know. I know what they'll say. They'll you, say. You'll run into the same. It's mission, not the. It's not it's, the Council of Nines' job to decide what I do with my body. Why should old, old white men tell me? Don't choose old white men to be on your Council of Nine. You get to choose them. You and, know?
0: and 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 in theory, you could be picking nine. Women in your life, sure, hundred percent, one hundred percent. We're not
1: like I said. There would be strategic choosing of the nine to get an abortion. I'm sure there. I there might even be an. an uh, I could I could foresee a pay to play thing where hey, you pay me this much, I'll be on your council. I'll vote pro abortion. Well, but such are the risks of freedom, folks. And the same people, the same people who <coughs> want to keep abortion illegal. Who, want, who, who are horrified by what I'm saying right now are the same people who are pro-DCFS coming in and taking people's kids because, oh, I sure see that kid outside on his unkempt lawn with a shirt off a lot. Oh, he's got bad parents. I should call DCFS. They're, they're, they're not, their house isn't up to my standards of what my house looks like, so I'm going to call DCFS. And, sure. they, have a, they have a dangerous dog or two. I, I'm going to call DCFS and have the kid so taken away. that does you beg know. the question at what point? And I'm talking about Crusher. Your dogs aren't dangerous, bro. Mine
2: aren't. They look like it. <laughs> they sound like it. <laughs>
1: have you been in there, alone Dad? <laughs> Dude, we're going to have to go in his apartment with him outside the door so he can hear, except they probably smell it. And know no, that I, okay.
2: I believe you now because Noah tried to go in yesterday. He had sunglasses yeah, he, on and Louise was not okay with oh, it. Oh, yeah,
1: she is not true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, sorry, She's doing folks. her job. We're, we're, yeah, I can't dragging. complain. Dude, I agree. I have actually thought I was like, Man, maybe I should get a pit bull, dude. That's exactly what
2: Protect you want a dog dog to do. Protect the crap out of my family, dude. Nobody's but, coming to my house without me, bro. Bro, you should
0: get a pit bull and some hound dogs, bro. <laughs> get hound dogs are the best. We'll hunt lions with them.
2: I'm
1: down. I love hound dogs. I do too, but my wife hates them. And they're escape artists, dude. Oh, like, yeah. You
2: cannot keep one in the backyard. I miss Bruce, dude. I see I that dog she every once cool. in a while. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah, yeah cool her. dog. She is Super cool. Super cool dog.
1: She's gotten a lot better, too. She was walking on a leash when yeah, I saw her. And, that's like, what I saw. The dog just like right next to her. I'm like, What did you do? She's like, I
0: don't know. She just got older. I'm like,
1: (laughs) now he's mad. He sold that. (laughs) No, I'm not.
0: So, um, yeah, I don't know where I was at. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. At what point is it appropriate to get the state involved in a child's in in, in a child's future? If the parent, at, at what point? Do you consider the parent unfit to be there? Does, does it require... Is there an overreach system for the Council of Nine? What what would you propose there? Because let's face it, there there does come a point where... Something needs to happen. People are, are creating a danger for children. And, and it's very difficult for the children so
1: to flourish. Now, I am... I consider myself a true libertarian. I don't think it's ever acceptable okay. for the sure. state to step in. Um, sure. I think that families should step in oftentimes, and maybe the Council of Nine can be involved in that. Maybe at a certain point, the parents come in and say, All right, this child is in trouble. I'm going to take him. If the parents get upset, they go have it out in front of the Council of Nine. They both present evidence as to why one's unfit and one is still fit and the council of nine decides all right look the the the, your your the grandma and grandpa are right you are abusive you need to we need to and and that won't always happen i get it that won't always happen but guess what it's like 70 percent of foster kids are molested and sure you know they're they're you people act like oh the state comes in and saves the day no That kid's in for just as much trouble in a foster system as he is in the abusive situation. And and, And I'm not saying all foster parents are molesters. I'm not even saying most of them are. But you're putting a kid in a foster home where they have a bunch of foster kids because they get paid by the state per foster kid. And foster kids tend to have issues that they tend to take out on other children that they become foster siblings with. So... You, people act like, oh, the state comes in and saves the day. No. no, 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 no. Sometimes I think that children get lucky in foster situations. I really do. Um, and 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 they find great foster parents. And some and a lot of foster parents are really good people. But a lot of foster parents are looking for money from the state. It's it's an easy income. They think, you know, yeah. they still have to take care of the kids. But it's not. I, I, I don't see you know. Look, this kid was dealt his lot in life. His his challenge in this life is his bad parents, and a lot of kids overcome it. You know.
0: Yeah, and and I bring up the state stepping in because that's the system we have in place now currently, um, but at at some point, some kind of overreach is a is an important thing I think, and and I. I like the idea of it being a trial of your peers, basically. Being, you take it before the Council of Nine, and they're like, look, you're ruining this child's life. You're ruining this child's future. And it it puts the responsibility of taking that child and finding a, a place where that child can thrive on the shoulders of the Council of Nine who care about that child. Yeah. That's that, and, and, and that's the point I want to get to. That's a beautiful thing where... I don't know if I can stress this enough. The state doesn't care about your kid. Nope. And allowing the state to come in and and run a foster care system. There are people that work in the foster care system that care about children. And they desperately want to help disenfranchise children. However, the state as an entity does not. It is simply a program that's just... Pushing people through the system, pushing people through the system. And, and, and there's a lot of problems in the foster care system and a lot of problems in the state-run welfare system for children. That's right. So that I think there's some, there's beauty in it being people who care about the child, taking control of the situation, finding a place for the child to go and a place for the child to thrive, and then seeing it out because whether they like it or not, they're contracted to oversee that child's life till that child's 18. I, I think that's a, Dude, that's uh, a beautiful thing. For,
1: for the rest of their life, you know. I, oh, I, yeah. I mean, sure. yeah. like I said, if my kid turned into Jihadi John, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be able to to push for him to be put to death. Yeah. You know, that's bull crap. Yeah. Um, I, I,
0: I just simply meant and, after the child's 18, you can't really be like – we're fostering you out, and everyone's
1: like, "Look, you love your kids no matter what, but when they're when they're cutting people's heads off on tape, um, maybe maybe I do still love them, but maybe I want to love them in God's hands, you know? Why why why? I don't see why I don't think that that me wanting to put my child to death necessarily even means that I don't love him. It just means, okay, he's a monster." I've created this monster somehow. It's my job too. Um, sure. To rectify the situation that I that I foisted on humanity, you know. Sure. And 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 you know parents can't be held responsible for everything that their child does, but at a certain point, but but you have to feel somewhat responsible as a parent, I'm sure. And 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 I think that Jihadi Dawn should be able to be put to death by his parents, you know, and. You know, we take him to the gate. We take him to the the park at Payson, the, the memorial park at Payson, and the elders convene, and they decide, you really cut this guy's head off on camera? And then we stone him, you know? On camera. Yeah, no big deal.
0: It's okay. We handled it, folks. <laughs> live, live streaming to you, Boo. Here he is, the beheader himself. So,
1: yeah, uh, that's why abortion should be legal, folks. We don't... The state doesn't have to be involved in these issues. There are ways around all of this stuff. So. Absolutely. And what are we at, time-wise? 40, 40, minutes. 40 minutes. Sweet. Keeping it short today? Keeping it short and sweet, It'll folks. be 39 minutes when we...
0: Why are you bringing it up again? Because I want it. <laughs> I'm
2: embarrassed. We'll edit that out in post. we fix it in post.
1: All right. Okay, folks. Um... Like, you guys actually edit stuff out, but you leave in all the times when Rocky's like, duh, duh. <laughs> yeah, it'd take
2: way too much time finding all that. Bro, duh. if I
0: freaking wrote down and marked every time you did that, oh my gosh, I'd be spending 20 hours oh, editing, bro.
2: So torment. The podcast would be three minutes long. How <laughs> no, definitely... dare you. Yeah, <laughs> hey, all right. Anyway, that's not yeah, a funny joke, Jason. <laughs>
1: oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I think uh, next week we might be. I don't know. We'll talk about it off air. All right, folks. We appreciate you coming out today. Um, if you hate me after this, I don't care. I I know I know I know I know I'm right. So I agree with me.
0: If you hate him after this, he'll be really bothered by it, but not because of your opinion of him, because oh, you I don't know. agree with him.
1: One more thing,
2: before we hang up.
1: Wrestling's better than jiu-jitsu.
2: <laughs> you can tell because wrestling. Uh, oh wait, they they never win. Never mind. What but, the... They never win. <laughs> yeah, look last night. Jiu-jitsu every time. Every time. They're not a takedown that want to fight. It's all submissions. That, really? That's jiu-jitsu, is, man. Is that you what? Don't I, win that's by what. Pin. That's what. Khabib wins every time by his. He wins submission. by freaking punches. Ground and pound. Wrestling. That's all. Pff, that's you can't do that in wrestling.
0: Keeping your hips low. Keeping your you weight on the guy, a punch holding him down.
2: You can't throw dude, a punch in wrestling. Dude, bro. You can submit somebody to jiu get though. out of here. <laughs> this kid doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm going to have to oh, fight Rocky yeah. and show him Play what's
1: Rocky. up.
2: He's afraid, though. He won't fight me. Probably not. I'll fight you
1: with that stick bow behind you. All right, well. <laughs> sorry, folks. Got off on a tangent. Thought it might be entertaining if me and Jace argued a little bit at the end of the It was dope. It was dope for me. <laughs> Dude, I just, like, I don't know. All right. Onward. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We appreciate you.
0: All righty, folks. Thanks. Yeah. Have a great week. Hey,
1: like and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Share subscribe. with your friends. We haven't Here. been saying that. Oh, we need to do a promo. Do we do that now? When do you uh, want to we'll,
0: do it? We'll do it right after this. Okay. Alrighty, folks. All folks. Right. Have a great day.